Section thirty three of Epics and Romances of the Middle Ages. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rachel Marie. Epics and Romances of the Middle Ages by Wilhelm Wagner. Section thirty three. Part two. Section four. Chapter four. Beowulf is made king. Many years passed away in peace and quiet. At last the Frisians made a Viking raid on Gothland, burning defenceless grangers and cottages, before King Hyhalak could reach the place of their depredation and offer them battle, they had taken to their ships again and were far away. The king determined to make a descent upon Frisland and punish the marauders. He would not listen to Beowulf when he advised him to delay till better preparations could be made for the onslaught. The Goths landed in Frisland without opposition, and marching into the country revenged themselves by burning many a farmstead and taking many a castle and township. Now the Frisians were a free and warlike people, whose heroes had played an honourable part in the great Bravala fight. The time had come for them to preserve their homes and liberty, which they did not shun to make ready for battle. A murderous engagement took place between them and their Gothic invaders, in which the latter were defeated and obligated to fly to their ships, terror-stricken by the loss of their king. Beowulf and the noblest of the warriors alone stood their ground, and, although severely wounded, did not join in the retreat until they had rescued and carried off Hyhalak's body. Then the conquered army set sail for Gothland. Queen Heyed was at first so overwhelmed with sorrow for the loss of her husband that she could give no thought to matters of the state, but after a time she roused herself from her grief and began to consider what was best for the nation. It was well that she did so, for while she was still wrapped up in her sorrow the barons had been quarrelling among themselves and creating much disturbance. The royal widow therefore called a meeting of the notables, and standing up before the assembly spoke of the anarchy into which the country was falling and said that as her son Herdred was too young to govern the kingdom, and preserve it from civil or foreign war, she strongly advised that Beowulf should be made king. The notables all cheered, and shouted that Beowulf should be their king, but the hero came forward and said, "'And do you really think, ye men of Gothland, that I would rob the child of my uncle and friend of his rights and honours? May the gods, the avengers of all evil, preserve me from such a crime. Here,' he cried, lifting the young Hardred on his shield, and holding him aloft. Here is our king. I will be his faithful guardian, and will act in his name, till he is old enough and wise enough to take the reins of government into his own hands. Nobody ventured to remonstrate with Beowulf. Indeed, they all knew that remonstrance would be in vain, and so the matter was settled. Years passed on, and Beowulf kept his word. He ruled the kingdom with a strong hand, and with absolute justice and with the help of Queen Heod educated the young king with so much wisdom that when the sovereign power was placed in his hands there was every hope that he would use it for his people's good. But Herdred was not long to rule over the Goths. Like his former guardian and teacher Beowulf, the king was of a frank and honest nature, and trustful of all who had not shown themselves as enemies. So when Eonmund and Eadielis, the sons of Ultere, king of Swithiod, came to him as fugitives, he received them with all kindness. He often tried to make them see that they had been wrong in rebelling against their father, and offered to arrange matters with him on their behalf. 
One day, when he was speaking to them very earnestly on this subject, Aeonmund, a passionate, hot-tempered man, told him that he was too young to advise a tried warrior like him. Hardred sharply told him to remember to whom he was speaking, and Aeonmund, completely losing the little self-control he ever had, drew his sword and stabbed his royal host to the heart. Young Vikstan, Veostan, at once avenged the king's murder by slaying Aeonmund. But Eadilis fled back to Switiod, and soon after succeeded his father on the throne. The Gothic Althing, the assembly of all the free men of the nation, was called together as soon as Hardred's murder was made known, and by a unanimous vote Beowulf was elected king in his cousin's stead. He accepted the offer, and swore to rule his people justly. End of section 33